Welcome back to Joy of the Eucharist, Advent with the Holy Family, a daily retreat. We are on day five. Day five. Here we go. Yesterday, we focused on St. Joseph, Mm -hmm. getting to know him a little bit better. A little background, a little history. What are we doing today? Today, we're going to talk about one of the more controversial things we believe about Mary and a question about Joseph. So we're going to talk about Mary's perpetual virginity. The church teaches that Mary remained a virgin before, during, and after the birth of Jesus. And as she says to the angel Gabriel, she knew not man. She never knew a man. And this is a a bit controversial because her perpetual virginity is denied by most Protestants. And um, there's some confusing portions in the Bible that says, they use brothers, brothers but... Right? We know that the Greek terms that were used in that time referred to relatives that could be brothers or cousins or any sort of relatives. So most biblical scholars assume that that refers to Jesus's cousins or, or distant relatives. But there, there are reasons why Mary's perpetual virginity matters and why we as Catholics need to stand up for it. As early as the Second Council of Constantinople in 553... One of Mary's titles, official titles, was Ever Virgin. And then Martin I, Pope Martin I, clarified that she was a virgin before, during, and after Christ's birth, just like I said. And the virgin birth, why it matters is it's it's miraculous. It's incredible. It makes us scratch our head and think, okay, really? But that's how God works in those miraculous and, and wonderful ways. And the angel Gabriel predicted this child will be born in a miraculous way, in a special way. And so... Mary's perpetual virginity, one of the, the Marian dogmas of the church, one of those things, a dogma is a, a thing that um, we're obliged to believe uh, as Catholics in Catholic faith, um, while it may make us scratch our head a little bit, is one of the incredible things that, that God, intervening in, in human history, has appointed for us to um, understand how rich, how incredible, how different this birth was. Um, and yet, it's like all of ours. So, Mary's virginity. Tradition and the lives of the saints, the mystical revelations, tell us that Mary was taken to the temple and presented, as we've already talked about. And from that time cute, on, little Mary. cute little Mary, from that time on, she had a vow of virginity, um, a vow that she wanted to belong totally to God and um, that this vow of virginity was rare at the time. To be a virgin or to be unmarried or to not have children was seen as a curse from God. So it was kind of radical, but that from a young age, Mary uh, remained a virgin and intended to remain a virgin her whole life. So what about Joseph and his virginity? Right, so that's, that's strange, huh? Because Mary and Joseph were planning to get married, right? They were betrothed. So if we understand that um, this is a, a regular old marriage, the natural course of things with the, would be that they were both expecting to have relations, to just live marriage as it should be lived, right? But also, there's some evidence that St. Joseph made a vow of virginity himself. This is a controversial part of St. Joseph's life, right? There are different traditions, different things that conflict. Old Joseph and New Joseph. Exactly. Yeah. And Some not people. OT Joseph and NT <laughs> right. Joseph. No, we're done with the OT. We're just at the NT. Um, some people say that Joseph had to be an old guy, 
right? Joseph had to be old. And, sure, that makes sense because uh, if he's if Mary's going to be married, Jesus is going to take care of him. Um, criticism of of this view seems to think that oh, there's no way that a man could refrain away. from having relations with his hard. wife. Way too hard. How could this so be? Well, he must be old. He's just old. Right. <laughs> he must be getting up there, senile. Maybe he doesn't remember Mary's name most days. <laughs> and so that's going to take away any temptation or any difficulty. And then what's the other side? The other is that Joseph was actually a young, virile, strong man, but a man who was just and in control of his passions. So Father Donald Calloway, in his book, Consecration to St. Joseph, explains this so beautifully. His arguments for a young Joseph are really great. Yeah. Like like what? Well, like there was a lot of walking <laughs> yeah. in Joseph's life. Yeah. He walked so much. It was like, what, 80 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem? Mm-hmm. That's and a long then journey. Something like that. Or, like, or was it the first one was 80 and then the last one was 40 going to Egypt? I don't know. Miles and miles and miles of walking yeah. Old people can't walk that no, long. Exactly. And it wasn't like a super easy paved road. It was uphill, downhill. It was a rough terrain. Mm-hmm. And there were commonly thieves and robbers along the way. And, and you wouldn't travel unaccompanied because it was dangerous to travel. That's when you'd get jumped. So Joseph had to be a, a strong and virile man to... Ready to punch people in the face. Right, to walk all that way. his lady. To defend the Holy Family. And so the idea that he was some old guy who was uh, too senile to want to, to be with his wife is seems uh, a little implausible. And the lives of the mystics and the saints tell us that Joseph himself actually may have made a vow of virginity from a young age, and that Mary and Joseph might have had an understanding that they were going to live out this total dedication to God together. So chastity is hard. It's one of the hardest virtues to live, right? Because our culture is so influenced by the world, by the flesh, by the devil, and all over the place. There are all of these uh, temptations and distractions and um, evils that seek to draw us away from chastity. But when we look to and imagine St. Joseph, when we imagine Mary living this chastity perfectly, even living celibacy, it's an incredible witness. And, and they were flesh and blood just like us. They had temptations just like us. They had an abundance of God's grace, but their overcoming temptation and their pure love for one another, I think can really inform our love in our world and our craziness today. And because when I was a, a seminarian, um, we were young seminarians, and um, this really old priest came in. His name was Monsignor Blassett, and he was he crotchety old man. Yeah, and uh, he gave us talks on chastity and how important it is was to guard our hearts and to guard our minds, um, to preserve chastity and avoid near occasion of sin. And so one of the young freshman seminarians, you know, little guy, raises his hand and says, Father, um, how long is it uh, until temptations, you know, get easier and, and kind of go away. And those temptations aren't there anymore. You're, you're, you're an older man. When was it? How long is it until, uh, those temptations go away? (laughs) And Monsignor said, well, I think it's about five minutes after they nail the last nail in your coffin. (laughs) (laughs) And so we know the, the temptations to, to the temptations against chastity are ever prevalent. And, um, those, those thoughts and, and, impulses of our heart have to be dealt with and and fought against and and that's only by god's grace we have to pray for chastity the grace of chastity every day 
and we have to um, avoid those things where we know lead us to dangers. Because even in marriage, we're called to chastity. Different times, depending on your situation, through natural family planning, all of you guys that practice that, you know it's hard. And you have to fight through it, and there are temptations. But that grace that you receive when you're faced with temptation then turns the difficulty of it into such beauty. Like I know it's in my mm. marriage that the commitment to natural family planning has made our marriage way beautiful than it ever was before. Mm-hmm. And and the Beatitudes say, um, blessed are the pure of heart for they shall see God. So really growing in this virtue, Mary and Joseph were able to see God's will at work in their life so well because they guarded their hearts against distraction. So St. Joseph not being very known in the church, I feel like we don't spend a whole lot of time with him. So our challenge for the week is going to be for you guys to go to the Adoration Chapel and either alone or with your family. Remember, like this could be just five minutes. And while looking at the Eucharist, ask Jesus to share with you about his dad. Sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament and thinking about think about what you know of St. Joseph and what your relationship with, with St. Joseph is like right now. And take some time to, to meditate with the thought of a young Joseph taking care of Mary. And in the, the struggles of daily life, the struggles of trying to live... Um, chastity well, the struggles of trying to to love your spouse, love your children well. Ask for the intercession of the Holy Family. In times of temptation, call out, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, deliver me. And um, they will. They are powerful intercessors, and Jesus is the Savior of the world, and he can save us from all kinds of things. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.